ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Connecting with Film, Bonding Over the Big Screen. This week, Brave. Brave is about Merida, a woman who is also a princess, who is against the path that is being pushed on her by her parents, which is uh, being married off, essentially. And she is granted one wish by a witch, and she wishes to change her fate, as probably anyone who's seen this film can remember her saying, I want to change my fate. It was in all the trailers. Uh, of course things go horribly awry and her mom gets turned into a bear and they have to mend the bond that was torn to undo the spell pretty good the directors mark andrews brenda chapman and steve purcell the writers brenda chapman mark andrews steve purcell and the stars are kelly mcdonald billy Connolly, and emma thompson with me today is myself, Derek, a screenwriter and director. Director Paul. Howdy. Screenwriter Mel. Hello. And sweet, sweet, sweet Perry. Hiya. <laughs> Just so you guys know, he's extra sweet today because he ate a cookie before the recording. Oh, that was before the last recording, which was clearly last week, which was definitely not the same day. Don't recording. lie to our audience, Perry. <laughs> Sometimes minute. we record two on the same did day. Did you eat a cookie in the past? Sweet Perry, did you eat a cookie in the past? <laughs> well, I always eat a cookie in the past because I eat a cookie well, there just, you go. just about every they, day. Then you <laughs> then you ate a cookie, and that's why you're so All sweet. right. <laughs> Anyways, brave, right? Yes. Uh, what are some of your guys' favorite moments from the film? And well, by the way, one of my favorites is how much the uh protagonist merida looks like mel on this podcast i was about to say um it goes without saying that i am just flat out obsessed with this movie i went to the midnight premiere of it when i was in high school because um i was so excited to uh see someone on the screen that looks so much like me that it's almost scary um yeah i i really really love this movie um I think it's it's very wholesome, um, and yeah, it's great. I love it. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, when Melanie gives the no notes, we're really. That's been our podcast for today, folks. <laughs> hundred out of a hundred. That's it. It's great, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, well, what I don't know mean Mel. Oh, it just it's a it's a joke from New Girl, uh, but it's it's also just means I I love this movie. I have no critiques of it, but that's not it's not. Perry, that. you gonna say something? Uh, I was just gonna say I I love Pixar movies. I'm kind of a, a animation nerd, um, and. This movie always kind of stood out uh, for Pixar movies. It's very different, very unique. It doesn't follow the it Pixar really formula. Uh, it was the first Pixar movie that was to be directed by a woman uh, or co-directed. 
Um, however, Pixar they claim Pixar cl- still likes to claim that it's their first female directed Pixar movie. But Brenda Chapman actually left the film uh, halfway through because Disney wanted to take uh, like Disney tried to beauty up Merida and like really make her more marketable. And really part of Brenda's like her angle was that Merida was not going to be this huge kiss me eyes princess, you know, like she was going to break the princess mold and do a very different kind of princess story. And then Disney still like took the designs and really wanted to make Merida a lot more marketable and beautify her and whatever. And, uh, wanted to take some different angles with the the film that Brenda didn't want to go, and so she ended up leaving the film, which is kind of a bummer. So people don't realize that Pixar still claims uh, Brenda Chapman as first, and she did, you know, she she was the director for a while. But um, so anyway, it's a very interesting film, very different, and I love the the theming, the Scottish theming. It's a lot of fun. I, um, as a father of three girls, I enjoy the female protagonist and just her struggles as she is becoming an adult. And I can definitely also relate to the parents. Like there's the, uh, how much control do you give over? How much do you let them be their own being? And it's that those are really hard struggles that I think all families go through. And at certain times you get really frustrated with people, but then you realize how important that family community is and how much your parents love you and how much you love your kids. Yeah, this was uh, the first time I'd seen this movie since having a child, and um, mm. I cried a lot. Let's just just say that. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it really depicts, I think, the the bond between families well in a way that a lot of other animated movies don't, or they focus on, you know, more romantic relationships rather than. Um, right, and this is kind yeah. of like not romantic like that's the whole point right yeah there's like no love interest at all yeah uh honestly one of my favorite parts is just merida like legitimately her hair must have been half the production budget yes they they animated each strand of her hair individually wow i love that so much I mean, it really shows her hair is just visually striking the entire movie. It's yeah. incredible. One of my other favorite parts is all the the, the triplets. Yeah. yeah, everything they do is hilarious. Yeah, and, and they never uh, speak. Relief. They never speak, which is so good. I'm so uh, glad they don't speak because mm-hmm. they don't need to. It's just three of them, and through their faces and nods, they communicate perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do like a little so like Mission Impossible moment yes. where he like dives off the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, theme wise, I think we've already started to talk about it a bit. Uh, I mean, the movie starts with uh, Merida talking about how you know fate. Can we change it? Is it set in stone? Um, so even just beyond like the idea of her in particular being a woman in this terrible scenario of forced marriage to someone she's never met um it is asking even beyond that fate for everyone is that fundamentally like is predetermination real can we do anything about our fate are we able to actually make our own decisions and uh i would say merida proves that perhaps we can Hmm. yeah i think 
what what I love about the themes in this movie is that it truly takes the formula of a lot of Disney movies and then goes the opposite direction with it. Because uh, if you think of like The Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin with Jasmine and her arc, um, you've got Turning Red, you've got some, I mean, there's other ones as well, but like the idea of, I mean, Tangled also does this, the idea of my parents don't know what they're talking about. They want me to do something I don't want to do. It's not fair. I'm going to make my own decisions um, and I'm going to rebel. And so you've got this main character that's rebelling and we have sympathy for them every time and we think they're in the right. And then in all of these other Disney movies, what ends up happening is the parent figure ends up uh, realizing they were wrong. And and there's maybe some some small character growth from our main character as well. But like in Brave, it's different because Merida is going on this whole character exploration of her own. Well, also the mom is is getting to know Merida and see her heart better. But she's a bear, so she can't talk. Um, but Merida is growing and learning. And by the end, like they come to this like like bonded agreement where Merida's ready to be like, okay, I'll do what you have me do. And the mom's like, you're right. Like this is. Like we need to change our old laws. And so they kind of come to grow together and find a middle ground, which is really cool. Just so, just so it's, I don't know. It's, I just get tired of when they're like, you know, parents are dumb. We should be able to make our own decisions. And a lot of these movies are like that, but this movie was a little, was just so more, so much more complex and healthy. I thought. Yeah. I think that is really well illustrated by a line at the end of the movie after they break the spell and, and Eleanor turns back into a human and Meredith says, she's like shocked. She says, mom, you've changed. And she says, we both have mm. like, yes. like we, we both changed. We both realized <laughs> how we were wrong and then the growing we needed to do. And now our relationship has been mended. And then she's like, uh, what's the, what's the husband's name? It's hilarious. Fergus. Uh, Fergus. Fergus. I'm naked? What'd she say? I'm naked as a wee babby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then the boys run up. And that's yeah. when you see three of the many naked butts in this movie. <laughs> so many butts. So, so many, many bare butts. butts. And by bare, I don't even mean bare butts. I mean bare butts, <laughs> like B-A-R-E. Stop, Perry. Stop. <laughs> stop. But B-E-A-R, uh, I mean... Uh. Now that we're talking about the boys again, though, I do have to say one of my one of my favorite parts is at the dinner scene where they're running away and one of them trips and pastries just spill out yes. everywhere. He like splats the ground and just pastries. Uh. Um, yes, yeah, so there's just so many great things about this movie. I think there are a lot of themes that are touched on to various degrees. Like we've we've talked about some of them already. Um, fate. Uh, and kind of opposing freedom is is kind of wrapped up in that where she says I like I, she wants her freedom, um, and then obviously like familial love and and the bond that that family has, um, both in immediate family and then also they kind of take it to extended family like when they kind of fix the bond between the four clans. Yeah, I yeah. love how the, you know, the witch's instructions, you've got to mend the bond that was broken. And they're like trying to figure it out. And they're like, oh, 
we have to repair the tapestry that I broke. Right. That's it. That's the secret. Mm. And uh, like, man, I wish in real life repairing relationships was as easy as patching <laughs> a tapestry. That's yeah. so, that's it's so not so even glad. in this movie. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad that wasn't the answer because that's just not at all accurate. Mm. It, it was great that they went with, no, it's not just this simple thing. It's that you have to do the hard work of meeting people where they are. Um, being vulnerable and really apologizing and, and meaning it like that is what can actually repair relationships and it's really hard to do uh, it takes the whole movie for them to do it but they do and we see at the end their relationship is actually much much closer than mm-hmm. it's ever been and it's yeah. because they were willing to go there eventually I also think there's there's something really interesting about there's this theme of talk less listen more that's like kind of subtle but also not so subtle because they explicitly say it to each other several times towards the beginning like if you just listened to me like just listen to what I'm trying to explain to you and then it takes the mom literally not being able to talk in order for Mm -hmm. them to like work Mm -hmm. out this issue like she just would not listen and she finally she's like I I Meredith doesn't speak bear I have to I have to just sit here and listen um and I think I think that's really an interesting statement um but then like like Perry said earlier it's not just that the mom wasn't listening like Merida also clearly was having some issues as well great connections guys that's why they pay you the big bucks <laughs> <laughs> who <laughs> who, who pays me the big no. Great question. Uh, the studio, the the, the network. <laughs> Wait, we get paid for this? <laughs> That's uh, uh, one of my fondest memories of like my entire life uh, is when Merida looked down off the parade float at Disney World and acknowledged that my hair was the same as hers. Aww. And like, and uh yeah i was 25 years old but it was still it was a very magical moment in my life (laughs) that's awesome love it love it so what what kind of questions would you guys conversation starters would you bring up to uh talk about this film paul you haven't said anything in a minute sure i would like to ask someone what did merida have to be brave about Mm. and how did it end up working out for her I think it's also another interesting thing is we see what the mom was willing to do, um, how far she was willing to go to protect her child. So I guess if it's kind of a younger person, just like, do you remember any time where your parents either successfully or unsuccessfully tried to protect you? And then I guess if I was talking to a parent, maybe like, what's one thing you've done to try to protect your kid? And how has that helped change your connection? Or fellowship with them yeah that's really interesting paul i think that makes me think of just the question why do you think this movie is called brave yeah um i think that's like the original title was the bear and the bow mm. Ooh, mm. i like I'm brave. Sure that's not the title <laughs> i'm so glad that's not the title because i love the title brave yeah because yeah, i think the mom has to be brave too because she's so prim and proper like she's a queen and then she becomes this bear and she's like oh i have to like eat with my hands and like 
climb a rock like yeah she she has to get out of her comfort zone in a huge way it's not just merida so mm-hmm. i think that's interesting yeah. hmm. that's good i would go deep i think uh and ask how you relate to the relationship of merida and eleanor um i just think that the more and more that i maybe get older and and kind of take a step back from like my relationship with my parents or even just like my siblings or or my peers and and like the way i think that like i think this is probably true of every generation but i can only speak for my own but like the the separation between generations um and yeah thinking that's the way things used to be done are stupid or whatever you know like that happens so much and uh, today's day and age and so how can we relate to this movie but then also how can we be more like um, Eleanor and Merida at the end and like seek to listen and understand and take those steps towards the other person um, to to try to mend the bond <laughs> broken by what is it broken by pride broken by pride yeah, yeah pride pride. Mm. pride there we go we just got to the root and it only took 20 <laughs> minutes Pride. <laughs> yeah, I think proud. Uh, another good question is who do you relate to the most in this movie? Um, I think there's a lot of good characters with a lot of uh, strengths and weaknesses. And it, I think it would just be fun to like dive into who you relate to and why. Half mustache guy. Yeah. It's just, I'm so tired all the time. I get it, man. Hmm. Uh, I think I'd ask, what what do you think was the most delicious looking food in the film? <laughs> and why does Merida only eat apples? Because <laughs> that is the only thing she eats during the film. I would probably ask, what's your favorite goof that the, little, the twins do? Because they're hilarious. Oh, yeah, I love when they they go down into the barrel and then like she's like I got him trapped in the barrel and their legs pop out the bottom and they yeah. run away. <laughs> Fun fact: Reese Witherspoon was supposed to voice Merida originally, but her Scottish accent was so bad she had to quit. Oh my god, I relate to that. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> I really just yeah. desperately want my Scottish accent to be better than it is. <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed how um, how many things Merida was the first to do in this film because I think um, this is like the first depiction of a princess in a different light um, a Disney princess one where it's like oh she is a princess but her whole thing is that this isn't the life that she asked for and not the one that she wants like she wants to be free um and to get to do what she wants and to be like a normal person they show her mucking out stables which is something that Mm -hmm. none of the other disney princesses would do she doesn't have a love interest um a whole bunch of things she's the first kind of female character to do so from that perspective i'm really uh glad that this movie came out when it did and kind of was in that starting trend i suppose yeah, I think they kind of like allude to that too. I think there's just a lot of just good little nuggets in this movie. But whenever she, I don't remember what it's called, but she climbs that rock and like drinks from the, like the the falls, and her dad says, yeah. "Oh, only the kings are brave enough to to drink from the falls." 
Mm. Um, and so she's just kind of like, you know, breaking down, mm. breaking yeah. down barriers. The fire falls. Yes. Well, I think that is going to wrap it up for us on Brave. Thank you guys so much for listening to us, and see you next week, folks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.